Hello everyone and welcome to the Mental Rerack. I am Marie Butler, I'm your host, and this is going to be our first official episode. Um, I did have a little tester episode with Logan, which was a lot of fun, but now we're going to get into the nitty gritty of what this podcast is truly going to be about. So today's episode is going to be titled, I want to start a fitness journey, now what do I do? So I've outlined five things that I think are really important when you're starting a fitness journey to kind of baseline with. Um, This is before you even really truly step foot into a gym to pick up a weight. These are things that you need to prepare yourself with, um, not only mentally, but just kind of like in your environment. So, um, you know, fitness is a journey and so many people get caught up in the weight or, you know, what do I weigh or, you know, all that stuff. And it's, it's so much more than that. You have to understand that if you're going to the gym just to weigh 120 pounds, it's it's never going to work. You're never going to be able to yo-yo. You're never going to be able to go no carb forever. I mean, it's, it's not a fad. It's definitely a journey. So to set yourself up for complete success, to not only have whatever goals that you've set met, you also want to set up yourself to, to have a lifestyle that's going to continue to, um, feed off of what you've already worked for, right? So if you want to start going to the gym, you don't want to just go to the gym and say, okay, well, I I got to 120, so now I'm just going to go back to doing whatever I was doing before, which we all know is what got you to your unhealthy weight or unhealthy situation to begin with. So anywho, all right. So the first thing before anything else that you're going to want to do is just understand your baseline. I would definitely recommend going to the doctor and getting blood work done and having them look it over with you. I was so surprised to find out that my hormones were completely out of whack. You know, for somebody who was at that time 36 years old and had been going to the gym most of my life, I had horrible cholesterol levels. And they were the bad cholesterol that would kill you, you know, give you a heart attack. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way, you know, at the time I weighed 165 pounds. I really wasn't that out of shape. Um, But my eating habits were horrible, which obviously hurt my insides. So go to the doctor, get your blood work done, have them check out your levels, make sure that all of your levels are normal. Um, I had to go on hormone replacement therapy um, and it's just a small dose. My testosterone levels, my estrogen levels were just non-existent. Um, So they worked with me to get me on all the therapies I needed to do to get myself healthy, which if you're not healthy there, nothing that you do is going to help. So, um, The second thing I did was I had my food intolerances tested. So my three favorite foods in the entire world were pineapple, sweet potatoes, and broccoli. I can't have any of them. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, they all make me sick. It was causing my bloating. I was one of those people that walked around that was like, my stomach is always bloated after I eat. I always felt like, oh, it was just maybe because I ate too much food or I ate too quickly. No, it was because the foods that I was taking in were making me literally sick. So find out what intolerances you have and if you're allergic to any kind of foods, because that's going to make a big difference as well. Um, I have a really good friend who is still constantly going through testing after testing after testing to figure out why she has acid reflux and why certain foods that she eats makes her almost want to vomit or, you know, restricts air. I mean, there's just crazy things that go on inside of your body that you don't even know get those things tested and find out what they are. Also, your third thing that's going to be most important is what is your environment like? What is your sleep schedule like? What is your stress level? 
Those things are major. So you want to take a look at those and just find out, are you going to be able to dedicate enough time to yourself and your fitness journey to succeed? If you're one of those people like I am, that's just go, 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 go nonstop. You're just running around like a mad person. You've got to schedule out time and you've got to make it a priority for yourself and look at your life and really say, what can I move around to make this happen? Okay. The second thing is you want to set some goals. Just like with anything in life, if you have nothing to work towards, then what are you even doing? So I like to do it in two stages. So you have your short-term goals and then you have your long-term goals. Set one a week, one short-term goal a week, one long-term goal a week. And then you're going to have further ones down the road, but the, you know, baby steps. <laughs> we want to kind of take, take everything day by day. So your short-term goals can be like, hey, I want to work out at least three times a week. Three times this week, I want to get into the gym, make sure I get my cardio in, make sure I take a class, make sure I do whatever for 30 minutes. And that could be your, your baseline. Great. You succeeded at that. Awesome. You hit a goal. And that is huge. Your long-term goal could be, all right, well, I'm going to start training because I want to run a 5K. What do I have to do to run a 5K? So those can be your goals. You can you know decide like I did to do a bodybuilding competition. You can decide to do... Um, you know, a, a triathlon. I mean, there's so many different things out there that you can work towards, um, you know, playing sports, doing anything. Just think about what those goals are. Set your short-term goals and then set your long-term goals. You're going to find that when you're hitting your short-term goals one after another, then it's going to easier, be easier to succeed. So after that, you're going to want to schedule your workouts like appointments. If you don't prioritize your health and yourself and your fitness, it's going to fall behind everything else because everything else is always an excuse, right? Everyone has life going on. We have kids, you have animals, you have family, you've got this job that requires you to travel. You've, I mean, you name it. There's always going to be an excuse that you're going to put it to the back burner. Don't do that. For me, I say I'm waking up at 345 every single day. I get up, I take a shower, I get dressed. I eat, I do my, I just have a routine. That's my time. Nobody is alive at 3.45 in the morning to bother me, really, except my workout partner and, you know, whatever. But um, that's my time. My son's still sleeping. He's able to stay home by himself now. He's 12. So he just sleeps. I go to the gym and I come back. Maybe you don't have that luxury. Maybe you have a child that you have to stay home with or whatever. Prioritize childcare. If you have someone that can watch your kid for you or if you have a gym a ton of gyms have childcare that you can go to. Make sure that you schedule that time where nothing is going to interrupt that. Your job, anything. Now I get it. Life happens. We have things that, that happen. Sometimes, you know, you wake up and you're just like, I just can't do it today. And that's totally fine. That's an exception. But I'm saying 98% of the time, schedule your workouts and yourself as an appointment. Okay. That's one way that you're going to succeed for sure. Um, Next is understanding that you are going to have setbacks. So that's going to piggyback off the last thing I said. Life happens, okay? You can be going to the gym every single day. You can be doing all the things right. You can be eating everything that you're supposed to be eating and your weight goes up, right? What do you do in those moments? You're like, forget this. This is ridiculous. My weight went up. I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't make sense. I had that time last week. I'm in contest prep. I literally eat the same things every single day. I sleep the same amount of time every single day. I drink the same amount of water every single day. How in the world 
did I gain two pounds? And I'm thinking to myself, this is dumb. I don't get it. I scientifically just don't understand why this is happening. It's going to happen. So I got told, you know, your environment levels, your stress levels, all kinds of things like inflammation. Um, maybe you worked out too hard and your body just hasn't fully recovered. It will hold weight, all kinds of things. So that can be one setback. The second setback could be like, maybe your work schedule is just out of control that week and you just really could not get yourself to the gym. It's not a big deal. Just pick back up where you left off and get back in the gym when you can. You know, and the other thing too is, is eating poorly. You know, so many people get on a diet and they're like, oh my gosh, I just went out and I just binged one night and it's over. Everything that I've worked for has just gone down the tubes. It's not. I promise it's not. Yes, it's going to suck. You'll probably be bloated. You'll probably feel disgusting about yourself. But you know what? You're a human and oh well. You know, unless you're really training for something like I am and, and you're really, really tracking everything, that one meal every couple weeks or whatever, whenever it happens, it's not going to be the end of the world. You just clean it up. You reorganize your future meals, drink some water, do a little bit extra cardio and move on with your life. It's really not a big deal. Do not beat yourself up over life's setbacks because you're going to let it get into your head. And then pretty soon you're just going to give up the gym completely and just say, forget it. It's just too much. I can't deal with it. And that's not the case. You have to prioritize your health and your fitness before anything else. Otherwise, the rest of your life is going to be chaotic. I promise. <laughs> um, and the last point, and this is probably the biggest point when you're starting a fitness journey. <sighs> Gosh, I don't even know. Like, I know I'm going to ruffle feathers talking about this point, but I really don't care anymore. <laughs> this is my podcast. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. But surrounding yourself with people who are going to love and support your journey is a non-negotiable. I'm telling you right now, you could be dating somebody that you've been dating for weeks, months, years, whatever, right? And they're like, they like you the way you are. They say that I like you however you are. You don't, you don't have to go to the gym, blah, 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 which is great. And I love those people. I love those people that are just so supportive and sweet and don't care. You know, it's not a physical thing, blah, 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 blah. But it's more than just a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And the further we get into these episodes, you're going to understand that. But deciding to make a fitness journey is not just about the way that you look. So the people around you are either going to help you succeed or they're going to completely sabotage your entire efforts. So back to that relationship. So say you're dating somebody, right? They love you the way that you are. Everything's perfect. You guys go out and you have your date nights and you eat pizza and sushi and you drink and you go out on Friday nights and you dance and you drink and um, you go on vacations and you eat and you drink and that's just your life, right? You're used to it. That's what fun is, is eating and drinking. Well, you start a fitness journey and a lot of those things are going to have to stop. You can't indulge in charcuterie boards and bottles of wine and, um, you know, night out on the town with shots and sushi dinners for four um, pizzas in on the on the couch and not doing anything. You can't do that stuff anymore. So the other person is going to start saying, well, we're not doing the things that we used to do. So you're you're changing. You're being different. And I don't like that. Okay. Um, I had it happen to me and I said, you know what, this is what I want and this is what is important to me. And I know that if I don't do this, I'm not going to be good. And if I'm not good, then I'm not going to be good for anyone. And I had to let that relationship go, unfortunately, because I really did care about the person. But at the end of the day, if they're not supporting you fully to say, 
I love you the way that you are, which we appreciate, but I'm going to support you in whatever you need. You want to stop going out and eating all these nights of the week? You want to cook? Let's do it. You want to stop drinking, you know, so many nights a week? Let's do it. You know, whatever it takes. That's the kind of support that you want in your life. That's like your, let's say, intimate relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives. Talk about friends. <laughs> I have learned that people that I thought were my friends are, I want to say, the most, like, vile, hypocritical, ugly-hearted people I've ever come to know. And that sucks really, really bad. Um, obviously I'm an extreme case because I'm now quote unquote bodybuilder, which a lot of people don't understand the sport. Um, they have their, their mixed emotions and feelings about it and that's fine. But I have had to get so many people out of my life because they would say, Hey, let's go out. I'm like, okay, I'll go out. I don't need to drink to have fun. I can go out sober and hang out and have a good time. But when I go out, I don't want you to try and shove drinks in my face or she's not drinking because she's a bodybuilder or, you know, stupid comments like that. They're just ugly and ignorant and they just show like how insecure you are with yourself. Those kind of people do not truly love you or support you. I have maybe four people, four solid people that I know talk about me good to my face and talk about me good behind my back. Everyone else I know because I've heard it has some something to say. So those are the kind of people that you can't have in your life. And sadly enough, a lot of those times it's family. People don't want to see you do any better than them. They want to see you do well. They just don't want to see you do better than them. And that's really, really sad that we live in a world like that. But the truth is, is that at the end of the day, it's about you, your mental health and your happiness. So if you have to rid your life of those people in order to succeed in those that wheelhouse, then so be it. I'm telling you right now, I am the happiest I've ever been. Yes, physically, I'm in the best shape I've ever been, but that's not even it. Like, I am so happy because I know when I wake up every single day, the people that I surround myself with and the people that I love, I know love and care about me and want to see me succeed and do well. There is nobody that I come in contact with on a daily basis that puts me down, that tells me I can't do it, that tells me that what I'm doing is stupid or, you know, I'm too skinny or I'm not eating enough or this, that, the next thing. I don't have those people in my life. Even on social media, which is a huge part of my life, we all know this, I will block you in a second. And I actually just got a message through my business page from somebody that I blocked on my personal page because they made a stupid comment. Like, that's the great thing about social media. I don't have to listen to you and I don't have to look at you and I don't have to interact with you. I can block you and be done because I'm at a point in my life now. I am 38 years old. I'm living for myself. Like, yes, I know it sounds selfish and people get all up in arms over it. I don't care. I have spent my entire life loving and doing for people. I have spent 12 years raising my son. I, it's time now where I truly look in the mirror and I'm happy with what I see. And not only with what I see, but how I feel mentally. I was a disaster and I don't want to be that way anymore. And I don't want you guys to be that way anymore. So make sure that the people around you, people and environment, social media is probably the worst, but we all know it's a part of our life now. So just make sure that you keep that clean. Um, I fell victim to it last week. I actually spent an entire day in my bed crying. Like I'm not kidding you 
because people had made some comments and people had said some things and it just really, really, really got to me. And I said, you know what? I can't, like, I don't know what to do. Like, help me. I had to call my coach. I'm like, help me, you know? And of course I played it off like, oh, you know, it's no big deal. I'm fine. But I really wasn't fine. I argue that we've gone from men without That's work. tough. That's a to tough pill to swallow. So anyways, controlling your environment around you. That's what's most important. Making sure that what you have near you is going to align with, with your goals. Um, and honestly, that's like the first first steps, like mentally. And I, I want to get into like physically, obviously, from what happens when you step foot into the gym and moving forward. But I'm going to leave it short on this episode and just kind of talk about those five things. But um this podcast is going to have a bunch of different people on it. I'm going to have nutritionists, bodybuilders. I'm going to have runners. I'm going to have gym owners. I'm going to have um, people who have battled addiction. I've had people, I'm going to have people that, um, you know, talk about food and, and holistic things. I mean, it's going to be a total broad spectrum of topics, all in the fitness and health and mental health realm. Um, I've been talking to a bunch of people. I, I want to get as many people on here to talk and converse with me as possible. I want to open this up to all my friends and people that I come in contact with on a regular basis. I want people to be excited about taking care of themselves. It's something that we don't do much anymore. And it needs to become a center again. It needs to become a focus because we get so engulfed in doing for everyone else and being something that somebody else wants us to be or being somebody that somebody else wants us to be, or whatever we think society wants us to be. And we can't do that. It's going to drive us all mad. And that's why we're all running around stressed and frazzled and mad at each other and snipping at each other. And we're overweight and we're unhappy and we're depressed. And it's just really bad. So I want to bring back in my little circle of the world, just being healthy and happy. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. So I'm super duper, duper, duper excited that all of you have tuned in to listen. Um, I'm excited to have people on here. So I'm not talking to myself in this room and feeling like a complete weirdo. Um, but more importantly, I'm so excited to connect with you and to help you however I can to be a healthier, happier person. So um, I'm going to end with our little tagline that we've created that is re-rack your weights and re-rack your mind. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon.